1: Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Sierra Williams, who is a full-time traveling dental hygienist. She is an independent contractor currently working in Virginia and was born and raised in Kansas City, Kansas. She has a BS in nutrition dietetics and has an associate of applied science degree in dental hygiene. I am so excited to have you on the show, Sierra, and welcome. We have so much to talk about. Thank
2: you so much, Dr. Summer, for having me.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Before we jump into your professional journey, I want you to tell us and the listeners about what it was like growing up in Kansas City, Kansas, and how you had the courage to quit your job in 2017 and jump into a new career. So let's just get right into this. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely Kansas City, Kansas um, is definitely full-blown Midwest, uh, Midwest niceness, just real. It's not really small town because I grew up in the city, but we just, we had a good time growing up. Um, I had a a few challenges definitely uh, with my family and, you know, being a a product of a divorced Mm. um, family and just uh, a single mother doing a lot, trying to just make sure and give her kids the best. And so, um, I definitely saw the, the value in education. Um, mm-hmm. She made that a very important part of us growing up. I'm the youngest of four girls. And so. Okay. Wow. Okay. All of me. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the family. And so we had to really, really be independent. My mom got sick with diabetes and she had renal failure and she went legally blind um, when oh, I yeah. was about 15 and so I had a lot of responsibility, but I just knew that I wanted to give myself and my family a better life. I wanted to show my nieces. Most definitely. I had a niece born when I was 10. And oh, so wow. I've been on for a very long time. OK, yeah. And I wanted to show her that. Um, You do have options and you do not have to be a product of your environment that with education and hard work and determination, you can will anything for yourself. And so it's been a long journey. It's been a long road. Um, And so I left Kansas City uh, fresh at 18 and I went traditionally to school. Um, I went to Northwest Missouri State University, and that's where I got my undergraduate degree wow. in, dental, well, in nutrition, dietetics. And then I got out into the work field <laughs> and, and discovered going to school was just not enough. <laughs> you needed a lot more experience. Um, I flat out had an interview where some guy just told me, look, Sierra, I like you, but you have no experience and you just need to work a job for a year and then go back, you know, come back. Wow. And so I was just like, OK, I needed experience. And yeah. that experience got me, I feel like, to where I am today yeah. as far as, you know, being able to really connect with the public, um, having been able to to connect with people and have a rapport. I know when I met you, we just had a conversation. Um, and okay. it's just because I've been just in a whole lot of places. I've lived in a lot of places. And so um, it's been nice to to kind of just see where my journey has taken
1: me. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, (laughs) you know, when we first met, we just connected and I loved what you had to say about what you do, you know, a traveling hygienist. And I'm thinking I have never even heard of that. And that is so cool. That's number one. But number two, you just mentioned something that I think is really vital and really important for people to hear is that when you got out of school, and you went, went to apply for jobs and try and get a job, they would say, hey, you just don't have the experience. And yes. I experienced that as a young person as well. And I used to question, well, where am I supposed to get this experience? How am I supposed to get this, right? But here's the thing. I think one of those, the, the things that we can do where we can actually shed light on today is there it is possible to get experience while you're going to school. So I would encourage students to number one, seek an internship, seek an internship, because that can go on your resume. And it's so important. And as a business owner, this is something that I do work with college students, work with young folks to mentor them. So critically important because then when they do start applying for jobs out in the real world after they graduate, they can say, "Yes, I have experience doing A, B, and C," and people then can't look at them and go, "Well, you have no experience." They do have experience, and then they right. Yes. So I think it's so critical as young people just to hear this and know that there are opportunities out there. And as business owners, yes, it is our responsibility. In a sense, to also help mentor these these young folks, these young adults as well. So so
2: I'm creating my business right now in that same mindset to work with young people, to work with young hygienists just graduating, coming into this field, not knowing, you know, what's possible for them.
1: Yeah. Now we're gonna jump into this. So in 2017, when you took the plunge with little money in the bank and two credit cards, and you made this huge career transition where did you find the courage to do that sierra you know what
2: dr summer i was just in a place where i was working a a pretty decent job i was working for paypal at the time and it was very rewarding job you know but i feel like it wasn't for me Mm -hmm. um it wasn't all that i could be doing at the time and here i'm working in e-commerce and i'm so far out of my field i have a um Bachelor of Science degree in, in in nutrition. Right. And I'm working in that field, but I also double major um in dental hygiene when I was in college. And so I'm I'm not working in that field. And so I had to literally say, what is it that you want to do? Um and I had so many uh people telling me, why would you leave a good job? You know, you're making, you know, like $17, $18 an hour, yeah. uh, you know, at 25 That's pretty good. You that's know that's pretty darn good, yeah. <laughs> And so I was just like, OK. Um, but I just knew that there was there was more yeah. for me to do. And I said um, I prayed about it. And I felt like at that time I knew that going home wasn't a failure because I was working in Arizona. I, I lived there yeah. um, with no family, no friends. And so um, and that was a big leap. But a big leap, an even more bigger leap was to go back home to save and say, I'm going to do this. Um, because I really feel like it's right for me. And so that's what gave me the courage. I just said, you know, I had a few family members and a couple friends um, that said, yeah, you can do this. And so I, I did it.
1: <laughs> and I think that's a really important point that you just made there, Sierra, that you had family and friends, although just a few, they said you could do it. And that is super helpful. And one of the things that I'd like to give a tip out there to folks who are just starting a business connect with other entrepreneurs, because those are the people who have been through it, who know that you'll have family and friends going, why are you doing this? Why are you leaving your job, your stable income, your, you know, and they'll say the same things because maybe they haven't experienced what it was like, or the excitement it, it, it has to be an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. to start something new, to start your own journey, to start aligning your values and what you love to do with something that you can create, which is your business.
2: Yeah. Like just knowing that you can do like, you've done this and you were good at it. You're great at it. Right. But to know that there's that something in you, that's just like, but I can do more. I want to do more. I, I aspire to do more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and or I love something that. Different. you can still do what you're doing, but you can also, you know, have multi levels to you. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mm. like that you brought out the whole idea of, you just didn't feel like that was the place for you. And yeah. yet you knew that you had to take certain steps to step out of that job. Mm. And yet you just didn't just say one day, Oh, I'm going to leave. I just don't feel good. here. It was more like a transition where you had a response versus a reaction. And the response was, because I don't feel like this is the job for me and I want something more, I'm going to create that for myself. And here's the first step. Here's the second step I'm going to take. And so mm-hmm. you were methodical about that. And I love that because mm-hmm. I set a goal and I said, I'm only going to stay at home with my, with my
2: dad for a year. And it became a year and a half, but, you know, I had to wait, um, because I did get accepted to hygiene school yeah. and um, I had to take, I had to go back and take some prerequisites, um, in order to be eligible to start the program. But yeah, um, I did, I had a plan. I'm, That's I'm a planner. <laughs> and that I, is I, important. And sometimes our plans don't go according, according, you know, but, you know, at least having a plan, I wrote it down. I said, you know, and I stayed true. Um, and i unfortunately I lost some friends during that time because, you know, I I just had to be focused on what it is um, that would get me to the next level.
1: I love that. I, that you had a plan, Mm -hmm. you stayed focused. You know, I have to tell you when I went to undergrad, because I had a plan too and I was raised by a single mom, Mm -hmm. I lost a friend that was very dear to me as well. um, Because she didn't understand that I had to work. I I went to school. I took 17 units a semester. I was, I had to stay focused to be able to achieve that goal. And so, because we didn't have the, I didn't have the same lifestyle as before, where I could go out and I could party and I could do every, you know, I couldn't do all of that anymore because we had a plan, right? We wanted to change the trajectory of our life. And that meant sticking to the plan. And the plan doesn't always go quite as Maybe right. we have written it out and that's yeah. okay. We can, restrict, life, right. There's right. Bumps, bumps. <laughs> right. You know? But here's the thing about that, getting back up from those bumps, right? So if yeah. you push down or you, and you know, it doesn't feel right, or, oh my gosh, it didn't go quite as quite how you envisioned it to go. It's okay because yeah. you can realign by taking a different tactic or a different approach to A, B, and C. So I agree, <laughs> <laughs> so how did you become a traveling, and I think this is the key word traveling dental hygienist, and how did that occur, and how did you even hear about that? Because I had never even heard about that, and I think it's the coolest thing
2: you know what? um I think originally, I started to follow um, this girl, and I can't even remember what her name is. Um, I feel so bad. But I followed this girl on Instagram um, who was a hygienist. And I typically follow people who are hygienists. I'm in different groups, you know, for dental hygienists and things yeah. like that. And so um, she had a post and I think it was her on like a mountain or something like that. And she it, in her hashtag, it was hashtag traveling hygienist. And I was like, huh, right. And I was like, yeah. okay, I really wanted to do that. Um, but I didn't know anything about it as well. Um, I've heard about you know they teach you about temping, mm-hmm. um, in school, and you can you know be be a temporary. But I thought it had to be stationary in one location, right? And so, um, I I put the two things that I love to do the most. I, I really had to have a really hard conversation with myself, Doctor Summer. Yeah. He said, um, and this was just earlier this year. Of uh, I've only been traveling full time since March of this year. Okay. I was at a place where I was working corporate industry, and, you know, they were just asking me to do a whole lot of things that I didn't agree with. Um, And I, I moved around and I said, okay, I was just having a really hard time. I was hitting burnout all the time. Yeah. Something has to be different. I have to be able to do this, do what I love and still do it on my time. Right. And so I started looking into temping, to working with different staffing agencies that might need traditional help. I just thought maybe I should just go part time and give myself yeah. a little bit of a break, right? But you know, I'm a single person with no husband, no kids. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I was just like, okay, well, um, I still have a little bit of time to have some freedom, right? Yeah. And so yeah, I just I prayed about it, and I had to put a, a plan. But I also researched, I did some research. And so um, one of the uh, main articles that I find, that I follow in our profession is this magazine called RDH Mag. And they have a lot of, you know, dentists and hygienists, um, but mainly hygienists who write articles and they keep up with the profession and they keep up with the trends and what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, this is after the pandemic and I was one of those people who are reevaluating. right. Right. <laughs> like, um, during that time and you know something that was different and so I was just like okay I came back and I said well I think I can do this I think I can build a schedule for myself and I know the people that I was working with some of the time I didn't share with everyone but I know they were like this girl is crazy like (laughs) (laughs) like I'm gonna build this schedule for myself and I'm gonna work for myself I'm gonna find offices who need help Um, because I realized um, some offices didn't make it during COVID. They had to close. Really? Some offices, a lot of hygienists, a lot of hygienists did not come back after COVID because Uh, of Uh, the the virus. You know, we are really high um, level profession that, you know, we have a lot of errors that we create. And so we could not work. Um, So I had two and a half months to probably even think about this too, but I just wanted to go back to work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. And so, um, yeah, I just I put a plan together. I did some research um, about different agencies that I can maybe even partner with that would help me find my clients um, originally and then maybe take over the booking for myself.
1: Wow. Um, OK.
2: But out the gate, it didn't really happen that way. I, I actually started to book my own clients. And so okay. I submitted to I submitted a schedule that I wanted to work, the days that I wanted to work, the hours that I wanted to work yeah. to a couple of agencies. Um, and I had a license in two states at that time. So, mm-hmm. and I was living in St. Louis at the time. Right. And so I could work the bordering state. So I, I had a license in Illinois. And so I decided to contact a, um, a agency um, in Chicago okay, and then as a the city. So I gave myself a, an eight hour span. If I had to be um, that same week, in another place, I had at least eight hours to drive. I could still sleep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and get up and be refreshed in the morning. Right. And so yeah, March fifteenth, I started my first temping position, um, and I built the schedule for myself, and I've been working
1: ever since. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cool. Are there agencies that actually? Just deal with traveling hygienists. So where you can submit your schedule and they'll, they'll say, yeah, we have something in California. We have something in Virginia. We have something, are there agencies? like so that Or most of the agencies are just dental staffing agencies okay. and they're
2: really local to just the area. Okay. Um, the agency that I'm kind of partnering with now that I took a contact here with in Virginia, Uh Um, they actually built in a special traveling program. And so this is the first time that I had heard anything like this. And so, of course, I wanted to come see about it. Um, and so, um, I was speaking, um, with a student in a hygiene school. I went, got volunteered to be a patient and she was telling me that she was going to join the travel program, um, for dental hygiene. And I said, wait, tell me more about this. I'm already kind of doing this. This kind of sounds like what I'm already doing. And so she was like, "Yeah, this company provides housing. Um, they pay your utilities. You literally temp for them um, in a in a program where they just send you to multiple offices in a surrounding area." Okay. And so um, I'm still, I don't do this as a on a larger scale. I could. I'm I'm trying to do this on a right. larger scale. I'm trying to inquire multiple states and multiple licenses, um, but hopefully yeah we um, can get to this point where that's something that I definitely want to do is tell people yeah if I need to be next week if I'm working in Chicago and then I fly back to uh, work in Virginia and then yeah. if I need to go work in Missouri like I can do that because I have the flexibility in my
1: schedule yeah to do it the state licenses um, to be able to practice and always it. so my question to you is obviously With your license in a state, you don't have reciprocity in the other states. Is that correct? So you have to actually sit for their boards and take their licensing exam or? You have the national,
2: in dental hygiene, you have the national board exam and you have the national clinical exam that you have in order to become a dental hygienist. And so that typically is normally what you submit to the states. Um, Some states have different jurisprudence and law, drug and law exams that you're required to take no matter where you go. um, Because you have to know and practice the laws by the laws in that state.
1: Sure, yeah. Um,
2: Typically that's one of the main um, tests that you have to take. Some states are a little bit different where they build... Um, different things into their curriculum for dental hygiene. Um, In the Midwest, we weren't taught restorative. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I went to and lived in the state of Washington, in order for me to get my license, I still haven't got my license at Washington. (laughs) 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 But I'm working on it. I'm close. Awesome. (laughs) They built these things into their curriculum. Their hygienists can do so much more. It's the West Coast, right? It's progressive. And so I had to go back and I had to take a class, uh, 80 credit our class for two months in order to be able to be eligible to even apply for their license in their state.
1: Wow. Yes. And that is, that is such important information. Even for me as a doctor of psychology, I don't have reciprocity in every state. So wherever I go or wherever I land and live, if I want to practice there, I have to sit for a board and we don't have a national board. So it's like just state by state jurisdiction. So yeah. And that is really important. So you are such a valuable resource. And as we get into this um, further, I want you to just touch on what's been one of your favorite cities so far to live in.
2: So far it it was Phoenix (laughs) And, and Seattle. Um, and I wasn't even practicing as a dental hygienist at the time, but those are one of my main two cities that I would definitely. Um, I'm gonna, I'm working on getting a license in Arizona and in Washington right now. Oh. Um, they're a little bit harder than most, especially Washington State, really. But I oh, think yeah. it'll be worth it,
1: definitely. yeah, absolutely, because that'll open up a lot of flexibility and opportunity for you. Now, I'm yeah. gonna jump into my next question. You are developing your own business RDH professional services now does RDh stand for registered um, dental hygienist that's right okay okay so RDh <laughs> professional services tell us about this business you're developing and when this when this happens when did you start developing this business
2: so this this came about as I started traveling as I started to see value in what I do as a hygienist um, The main thing that got me to say I can start a business using myself and my talents was I was working in Chicago and I was working. I showed up, you know, for my assignment with this office and he had an office off of Michigan Avenue. Okay. Uh, And so I won't mention the doctor's name but he had a small practice and he was um, fairly new to dentistry. I think he had only been practicing for maybe three years and he was doing everything by himself. Oh, wow. He didn't even hire, he, he hadn't hired a hygienist. And so he was doing my job and his job and he had one assistant. And so um, I think it was the winner. Um, Cause I met them, I think in April or May. And like I said, I started traveling in March. And so I think, in like January or February, he broke, he fell and broke his hand. He slipped on the ice and broke his hand. And so he couldn't practice. And so I was like, but then he saw the value in having a dental hygienist. We generate revenue for the office. It's just not the doctor. And so he found the value in hiring. There was temping. So there's people like me who don't work full time at just one place. That, you know, he was grateful for to come in and work for him for weeks at a time and see his patients. And, you know, um, he could still treatment plan because we could u- use our hands. He used yes. his eyes and we used our hands and we were able to treat the the patients. Um, oh, wow, that is amazing. He could have during that time, you know, this is, you know, after COVID. And so he probably could have lost his business and not been able to practice or had to go back, you know, once he healed. Yeah. you know, to working for someone else. And I knew that, you know, he probably had a lot of pride in owning his own practice yeah. and, you know, giving his patients the experience that he wanted them to have. So right. he was a great doctor. Um, We had a lot, I had a lot of fun working for him, but I said, you see the value in having a hygienist, right? Are you going to hire a
1: hygienist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: I think he changed his mind about, you know, doing everything on his own because he saw the value um, and so that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is because I want people in the industry, I want hygienists to know, I want um, dentists to realize and know that hygienists are very valuable. I don't even think a lot of people even know what we do, but there was a quote from RDH Mac that said, uh, most often dental hygienists are the second highest educated person in the dental field and in the dental office wow and that is true um we are basically like the doctor's assistants the nurse practitioners of dental of yeah. dentistry wow so we do a lot and um I'm very passionate about my patients um we normally see like when I saw you yeah. <laughs> you were in my column you know of course you saw the doctor for an exam but yeah. you were coming in not to get treatment a lot of people most people come to the dentist Because they just think they need the cleaning, yeah. And then we we are the ones that you normally see first. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you and then you
1: get to see the doctor if you if you do treatment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love the process. I love what you're doing. Now, what are some of the things that you're going to be doing? Are you going to be consulting with your business?
2: Yes, yeah, so i'm gonna be consulting um I want to teach hygienists what I'm doing to show them that they're so valuable that they can literally take charge of their careers and definitely do as much as they want to do the The field of dentistry is just expanding it's forever evolving, just like medicine yeah. um It's something to become a lot collaborative medicine with um the things that we're seeing and the correlations that we're seeing in science. And so I definitely want to teach people what I'm doing also to go into offices and reevaluate some of the things that their hygiene department can do or change or improve on to be able to, you know, make their, make their business more profitable. I've been in a lot of offices. I think I'm an expert now of what works well and what doesn't work well.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs)
2: And so, and what patients want and, they're so willing, more so, to talk to me because I don't have DDS or D- DMD behind my name.
1: Yeah,
2: um, they feel a little bit more, uh, I think, open to speak to the dental hygienist about what their concerns are. Uh, I hear all the time oh, when they see that the office has a, a high turnover, they're yeah. like, we wanna, they want to stay, they want to trust, you know, that they're there and they're in good hands. But they also look to it, at look at you to say you know, what, what can be done differently? I want to stay here, but, you yeah. know, these are my concerns. Right. And so I want to also, you know, let people know that, you know, your patients are seeing these things and they, they definitely want to um, have their voices heard too. So oh, I want to be, <laughs> yeah, I want to be that voice for those patients as well as, as long as, as well as, you know, um, dental hygienists.
1: Yeah absolutely i love that i i think absolutely since you took the leap And do what you do and travel around and work for all these different offices, you got exposure to what's happening in the field and how one dental hygienists are being treated. Number two, how they're working alongside the doctors and how effective that can be and what works and what doesn't work so well. So, being a consultant for these offices, for these dentists, for other hygienists is so valuable. I love what you're doing. Now, we have covered so much here. But we're going to wrap this up. And my last question is always if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Follow your heart. Definitely.
2: Um, Trust yourself. Um, Know that if you're passionate about something, take those things that you're passionate about and see how they can implement into your daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to travel. (laughs) I didn't do it as much as when I was younger and I I strive every day to give myself the things and and go to the places that I've always wanted to go. And I love what I do. I love my career in dental hygiene. And so I put those two things together and I made a path for myself and I'm very happy with the decision that I made. So trust yourself, trust your gut, and you can accomplish anything.
1: (laughs) Oh, fabulous. Thank you, Sierra, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. You're
2: so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Summer. It's been a pleasure.
1: You can connect with Sierra Williams on Instagram at Sierra C. Williams on Facebook at Sierra Williams and on LinkedIn at Sierra Williams, as well as at RDH professional services at gmail.com.
0: Thank you for joining us on the core women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit CoreWomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a Core Women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelife, love, and money.com.